This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys discuss the importance of truly listening to yourself, your students, their parents, the community, the world. It's not all going to be rainbows and unicorns. But it'll help you prepare students to be listeners and more involved learners. There's also a Google tip of the week. All that and more up next on the EduTech Guide. You're listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. Hey, hello, and welcome to this episode of the EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here now, season seven, episode three, three, three. You know, we were trying to get back on track, and you know, but man, this pandemic just keeps coming back like a bad penny. Yes, you know, <laughs> like a bad penny. It's like that. It's it's like that. Na- it's like that neighbor you you make friends yeah. with, and then they just every time you walk out in the backyard, it's like I don't want to go in my backyard anymore. Because then they're like, "Hey, neighbor, what's going on?" <laughs> I took out my new underwear. Sorry, Mr. Smith. Anyway, I, you know, it's just. <laughs> but yeah, hey, welcome to the show. Really glad to be back here, and we're really hoping that you've started off the school year in a great way, and that you're happy and you're healthy, and all those around you are also. Hey, don't forget to check us out on the web www.edutechguys.com we have a new website that we're spending up uh, we took the old one down we moved it around uh, we put the hokey pokey and we <laughs> we did the hokey pokey with the website uh, but yeah we're uh, we're getting that all back up and running it'll have a new look to it and all that kind of good stuff and there's more on the horizon we've got some new stuff in our new office uh, yeah. some new uh, pretty uh, hardware and uh, you know multimedia stuff so it's going to get pretty cool out there but you can always find us at edutech guys instagram tiktok facebook twitter 
Tinder, OnlyFans. <laughs> I knew that would get you. You do not want us on Tinder. Our uh, OnlyFans. Or, yeah, fans only or OnlyFans. You know, it's funny. People go, oh, I can't believe those guys just said that. Well, what? it's real world, man. Your kids are dealing with that. Right. Deal with it. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. I mean, deal with it. It's out there. Um, if you don't know what it is, you probably should at least get yourself learned <laughs> on what learnt. Learnt. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. We're not suggesting you go make an account on no. these sites. <laughs> at least you know Google them and, and find out what research. they do. Find out if your kids are talking about them, and you yeah. see you know see the chat about it. It's something to know because you know the way you do that is you listen. You put your ear to the ground. You listen to the old railroad tracks like the cowboys used to do, and they old here comes the train. It's coming around the corner. We're going to rob it. But you know it's all about listening, and that's what we're going to talk about today is truly listening because I think that's something that uh, a lot of us have a hard time with me definitely included but um it is a, a problem across the board it's listening to your students your parents your community not to your administration they're crazy they <laughs> <laughs> not the people in charge nah, never listen yeah, to the people in charge no, they, no. they don't know what they're talking about you just let them ramble and then you do what you need to do to get the job done hey so give us a few seconds we're gonna shuffle some microphones around here plug in some cords i've got to lick a couple of the nine volt batteries make sure they're still charged before we get going and we're gonna drop out to a quick commercial and we'll be right back after this thanks for listening to edutech guys reach out to us on twitter at edutech guys head over to facebook facebook.com slash edutech guys or cruise on over to the website www.edutechguys.com hey you know uh we've all heard that saying that most people are only listening to respond that they're not truly listening, and and I think you've been reading my journal. I've been reading your <laughs> journal, but I think I, I think a lot of us can put ourselves in that position. Not uh, not all the time, and and I'm sure a lot of us would like to you know immediately you know re- re- rebuff that. Is that what it's called? Rebuke something? Anyway, I don't know. I, can't, I can't remember the word I'm looking for. Rebuff it. But, but, re- but, rebuff it? No, that's not the word. I I, I know it's something. But anyhow, <laughs> speaking of listening, um, <laughs> but but you know my my point is that we immediately immediately want to jump up and go no no I don't do that I always I always listen with the intent of of capturing what they're saying so that I can respond effectively no no we we don't do that uh, we we are all guilty of having something that is already in our head, ready to say, sometimes regardless of what the other person is saying. We know it's like a problem we have with uh, emails. Yeah. Most people only read the first one or two lines and start responding or don't respond based on what they read before reading the, you know, in our district, the seven paragraphs that they might send out. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's exactly what happens. And, you know, I, I was just as, I mean, almost, I tell myself every interview, okay, shut up and listen, you know, cl- mm-hmm. clear your brain out. Because if we're having a conversation, then it will take, you know me, it'll take me, I'll, I'll, I'll make a statement and then a whole bunch of trashes in the middle until I can get back to defining what I meant by that statement. So you have to listen to me all the way through because I'll get off about the dog and, you know, whatever. And then I'm right back on track. <laughs> so, but, you know, you're exactly right. And if we do that with students who are just now learning to form their ability to respond and mm-hmm. to, to converse, then we're not giving them the chance to get that out. 
you know, wait on it, wait, listen, because you're going to find different points. And I think that that brings us down to how to actively listen, because I am terrible at actively listening, like, you know, trying to figure out listening and in my brain start making um, an outline of what I'm hearing, right? you know, so that I can respond to it and put them in categories. Now, if, if it's me and I rattle on for 20 minutes, good luck with that. You know? <laughs> that's a, 75 that's, that's a lot to sort through. Oh I, I, can, I can tell you that from personal yeah. experience. Yeah, fifth wife, you know, come on. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm dealing with there. So I'm just kidding. It's the same one. She just doesn't listen to me. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, really, that's, uh, that's it, is actively listening. And I don't really know any techniques in active listening. I need to, I need to look that up. I, I think about it all the time. I think about, okay pull the key points out and then try to listen to when he gives a key point or he or she, mm-hmm. it's usually you and me, and gives a key point, then listen to what you're going to add to that so you can appropriately respond. Because the biggest deal in listening is is responding correctly to everything you were supposed to hear. Well, and, and I think you touched on a good point in that if we, if we treat... And I, and I know it, you can't treat every situation like a conversation, but if we can treat most of the situations where we're supposed to be listening to the person talking to us again, like you said, whether that is a, a student, whether it's another teacher, whether it's administrator, a parent, whoever it is, that if, if as we are listening and as they are talking with us in our head, we have to make a conscience effort to say, hey, this is a conversation. We are having a two-way you know, banter here back and forth about whatever this happens to be. I think part of the problem is uh, or comes in when there is some conflict in that conversation. When the the student you're, you're, that you're talking with and you're trying, jeepers, it's the cops. <laughs> They've caught us. Back up the mics. we got to get out. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. That was great, though. <laughs> Those well, of you listening, yes, we have warrants. <laughs> <laughs> I got other CDs. Um, <laughs> Good one. Thank you. So, uh, but but getting back to what I was talking about before I was interrupted by the, the law. By the law. <laughs> um, but I, I think often what happens is there's, a, and let's just be honest, a lot of the times when we kind of shut down that, that two-way conversation, it's when we are in the middle of a conflict situation where, frankly, you know, we don't want to hear what the other person's saying, and they don't want to hear what we're trying to say. It's just about getting you know each other's point across without necessarily trying to find some kind of a middle ground. And I think that's that's one of those things where at some point, and and I'm going to say, especially in conversations with students, we as the adults have to pause, take a moment, and even and even if you have to verbally say, okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not listening to each other, right? right? We're just talking at each other. Right. Let's take a moment. Let's take a breath. And that's very hard to do, especially when you got, you know, uh, an unruly student that you're trying to deal with. You still, as part of that active listening, there still has to be that, that kind of break where one person gets to express themselves and then as the recipient of that information, taking it and truly, you know, trying to make as quick of an, an analysis of what they're saying. Because a lot of times, I, I truly believe, a lot of times when we're talking with students, they're trying to tell us 
you know, not just their side of the story, but what happened. And frankly, we don't want to hear it. We don't, we don't want to hear. We don't, we, I I don't want to say we don't care. um, But by the same token, sometimes we don't care what their side of the story is. We want the resolution. Well, sometimes it's bigger than just what happened with this one student or what's happening with this one student. And I think that's part of where that active listening comes in. Well, you know, and I think conversations between two people like this, you know, never be afraid to stop and ask a question. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that shows active interest in listening. Yep. Um, I think in the classroom where it comes into play, when you're dealing with one student and you actively ask a question, you might be asking a question that the other students in the classroom have or might be asking a question that will get answered that you can help answer in turn answering questions in that larger conversation. And, and I think about... I don't think we talk about conversations that much. We don't talk about the fact that there's you know, one person to one person conversations, then there's one to multiple, mm-hmm. and a multiple you know debate conversation is you know the classroom experience. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, there's a new show on Netflix or something called The Chair, and um, I forget who's in it, but it's about uh, the first woman chair of a of a uh, of a college in the United States, and she's dealing with the English department. It's modern, and the fact that the department has got really low numbers, mm-hmm. and that's really true. A lot of our kids don't care to be writers right. anymore. They don't care to read. And, you know, they don't just get their kicks from poems and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I thought to myself, you know, that's really right. And that is just the beginning of the death of communication. Now, people will say, well, no, you still got social media and blah, blah, blah. Really? When's the last time you read a really good four-page article? Yeah. It doesn't exist. I mean, everything's one shot. Here's a little bit of information. Hence the problem with the COVID and the vaccines. You know, you can't get... A, you know, a nice long, you can, but people don't want to read them. Right, right. And so there's that conversation. A conversation is not just between two people. There's a conversation with the writer of a book, with an article. I mean, there's that conversation you have as you read it. You're asking yourself questions that maybe don't get answered by that article. And, you know, that's, to me, something we should start looking at in the classroom to help our kids understand communication. I think it would make them more, um, uh, what's the, uh, avid readers. If if they understood about conversing and talking about it after the fact. Because that is the university English literature department. When you get to that level, you're literally reading poems, you're reading works, say Moby Dick, and how it has to do with the social stigmas of the time, or the role of men, the absence of women. You know, wow, you know, that's pretty heavy. And those are conversations that, you know, if you're not an active listener, if you're not listening, you're going to miss all that. And to me, that might be something that uh, we're missing. We're starting to lose in public education. Yeah, I, I, to me, it, it, it also, it, to me, it, it kind of points back to, or not back to, but it, it one of the things that we have, have sort of prided ourselves on um, is when we sit down and we have, and, and we call them interviews when we've got guests on the show, but that's just because that's the word. The truth is, it is more often than not conversations. Uh, when we sit down with someone, when someone comes and, and sits down with us to have a conversation uh, on the show, that's one of the things that you and I try very hard to do is participate in that active listening. You know, we, we, we're listening to what they're telling us and 
frankly, I, I think, especially in, in that type of situation where you've got someone who is sharing their expertise or sharing their thoughts, um, whenever they come up with some, you know, a, a little tidbit of something or, or something that, you know, and I think part of active listening is also active viewing. And that is reading people, mm-hmm. reading the body language, reading their face. I, how many times did we have someone sit down and they start talking to us about one particular thing? But their face lights up when they mention this one thing kind of in passing, mm. and then we grab onto that and we start talking about that. So they may have wanted to sit down to talk about, I don't know, Google classroom, you know, rollout. And instead, you know, they end up talking about uh, the the student projects that their students have generated out. Yes, partly because of what was been what they've been doing in the classroom. But you could tell that's where they lit up. Part of that active listening and active viewing is picking up on those little nuggets and then letting the other person explore for themselves the thing that they may not even realized was the thing that they were just most excited about. Well, you know, and it's like you and I've always said, we go to conferences and we have a thousand mini conferences. But I think that's the key to conversation is that everyone should leave with some little nugget, some little excitement that happened from the conversation, both parties, Mm -hmm. whether it's the person telling us that information or us receiving that information and, and actively listening and picking up on that nugget. And then seeing the joy and excitement from that person as we also um, <clears throat> enjoy it you yeah. know, as, as we walk away from it. So maybe that's the key to everything is uh, join those conversations to have a fun time you know, and share fries. So, I mean, that's a good one. You always bring French fries. I mean, that's kind of out there, but... Oh, well, and if one of you brings French fries and the other brings, you know, a Frosty, hey, you dip your fries in your Frosty. And if you give a mouse a cookie, you know... <laughs> If you give Jeff a Frosty, he's going to answer some fries. <laughs> yes. If you give him fries, he's going to tell David to pick him up a double Wendy's. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> hey, listen, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this little talk we've had today. It's been on our brains. We had written this episode a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah. I think we had come up with the idea. But I tell you what, right now we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to look at the uh, Google tip of the week, or actually Google... What do we call that? We, we changed it, didn't uh, we? I think it's the Edutech tip of the week. That just doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. The Edutech tip of the week? No, it just doesn't really work for me, but we'll figure that out. So, hey, we'll be right back after this. You can bring the Edutech guys to your conference or school. Just visit www.edutechguys.com, fill out the form, and you can bring David and Jeff to your school to visit with your staff, your students, and even your community. The fun and excitement of being interviewed and on a podcast with the Edutech Guys at edutechguys.com. Hey, guess what time it is? It's the Edge Tech Tip of the Well, whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Matt Matt Dosher, if you're listening to this, man, reach out, bro. We need some help here. We need a melody. Reach out, touch (laughs) free. So it was actually the cops here. It was uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, showed up here looking for both of us a while ago. If you were hearing, if you were listening, if you've been listening to the podcast, you heard the cops show up. Long story short, uh, warrants. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> Tech Week of this week is something that you're going to laugh. Some of you will laugh at, but you've got to remember how important it is to, for you and your time. And to save time when working on a computer, keystrokes, you know, are, you know, big deal. 
you know, if you can learn even the basics, control C for copy and control V for paste, control P for print, the list goes on and on. On an Apple, it's it's command or the Apple key, um, C, V, and P do the same thing. Um, I teach in a workshop just the other day. I had teachers that were, you know, copying stuff with, you know, their mouse or their trackpad and then going up to edit and, you know, hitting copy and then going to a place and going to edit and hitting paste. And we talked about using, uh, you know, keystrokes for that. Save yourself some time. Teach your kids this. You'll find that once you start to use it, you can actually build this process when in your workflow that will save you, you know, tons and tons and tons of time. And if you uh, if you've got access to a wireless display that is on the same network that you're on, and you're using a Windows machine, I believe this goes all the way back to Windows. Eight, but I know it works for Windows 10 for sure. But you can hit the Windows key and the letter K, and that will actually bring up a list of uh, devices that you've got, you know, wireless devices that you could then cast to, and it will let you just cast your screen onto that device. It's very, very handy. You don't have to plug stuff in. You can just uh, do it wirelessly. Hey, and just save yourself some time. Go out to the web, any of your favorite search engines, web crawler, uh, duck, duck, <laughs> Alta Vista. Alta Vista. If you're if you're on AOL, there's this great also. Um, just, just search handy keystrokes. You'll find most places have put you together a nice little one pager you can print out and stick right next to your computer. That's right. You can put it right next to the post-it note that's got your password. There you go. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your password on a post-it. We know you do it. And right now, how many of you can lift up your keyboard and there's a post-it note with your password on it? Shame, shame, we know your name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Little Goonies reference there. Hey. <laughs> hey, listen, it's been a great show. We hope you had a great time. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.